Happy Saturday, everyone. This is Nate with We Know Fantasy, a different voice coming at you here on the We Know Fantasy DFS special podcast. The regular host, Nick, a.k.a. The Fantasy Mechanic, is at a wedding today, so he is unable to join us as we record this. But as always, Justin is here. Uh, Justin, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. Sorry that Nick missed us tonight, but looking forward to getting some people, some good rosters, so we can hopefully make some money again this weekend. Yeah, uh, like I said, Nick usually runs this, and this is every Saturday uh, Saturday night this podcast goes live. Uh, along with this podcast, we now have a podcast and or a live stream every single day of the week. So Sunday mornings at 11 p.m. Eastern, Brian goes live on our Twitch channel. Monday night is the We Know Fancy with our wishlist with myself and Zach. Tuesday is the Samuels versus Slanger podcast hosted by Layton. Wednesday is the We Know Fancy podcast featuring the Fancy Fro. Thursday, the We Know Fancy Contributors podcast. Friday, the second weekly episode of Samuels versus Slanger. And of course, again, Saturday, we're back here. Uh, visit our website, weknowfancy.com, for more fantasy football content, including daily articles. And Justin, where can people find you on social media? So you can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. Looking forward to getting anybody's picks out. We're looking forward to another long season here. So let's let's lock in. All right. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. So last week, it was myself, Nick, and Justin on the pod here. So uh, I'm going to give you Nick's picks first, uh, just recapping. Justin will then give you his recap, and I'll finish with my recap, and then we'll go into today's show. So last week... Uh, last week, this is, is this last week? Were you on last week, Justin? Yeah. So okay, Nick, yeah. Nick started yep, off yeah. with Miles Nick, Sanders. On his there lock. it is. All right. Nick said, or so Nick's locks were Miles Sanders and DK Metcalf, 14.7 and 20 points respectively. Long shots to Drew Sample, 1.1 and Braxton Berrios, who had 16.4. So that was a very good call on his end, getting you a, a great production Absolutely. out of a very cheap you know, price there, and the Vikings defense had four. So, Justin, how'd your guys end up last week? I think you're the best of all of us. <laughs> yeah, so I had a little bit of luck last week. I had a home run with Allen Robinson coming in at 29.3. He probably would have finished as the wide receiver one almost DFS last week if he if that controversial call in the end zone hadn't got overturned and been a pick. I had Jonathan Taylor at 13.2. Not great, but okay. Deshaun Jackson went down with a hammy, obviously. Soft shoe with this guy. Jeff Wilson was another home run. Got some, got us some late touchdowns at 21.9. And then the Giants did squeak out three points for me with a total of 73.5. All right. And my locks were Melvin Gordon, 7.8. Mari Cooper had a decent game, 17.6. Long shot, Nick Moulton, had 19.7. Logan Thomas, 7.1. And the Jets defense uh, laid an egg at zero. So my defensive uh, you know, run. Oh, it comes to an end there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's how we did last week. And this week we're going to have a different show for you guys. Uh, Justin and I actually constructed a uh, DFS lineup, a complete lineup here on DraftKings before the show. So we'll just go through that. Instead of giving you locks, long shots, and defense in that way, you're still going to see our locks. You're still going to see our, our uh, long shots. You're still going to see our defense just formatted differently. So I think this is a different, uh, a pretty fun, different dynamic coming at you here. So I guess we'll uh, we'll get things underway here at the quarterback position, and uh, Justin, we'll we'll have you kick it off. Who are you slotting in on your DFS quarterback this week? Yeah, so for me this week on the quarterback for DFS, I'm going with Matthew Stafford versus the New Orleans Saints. And Ooh, the, I like it. 
And the reason I'm going with Matthew Stafford here is that for DraftKings, he's coming in at 5,900, so it's not a it's not a ton of money you're spending on your quarterback position. New Orleans Saints are have lost five or six players off of their defense, and their two starting cornerbacks, Janoris Jenkins and Lattimore, are out this week. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Both these defenses have had some trouble stopping offenses this year, so I think Matthew Stafford has some chances to get some good points this week. Yeah, he actually was someone I, you know, was was on my short list of quarterbacks I would slot in there. I, I can't agree more. I love that matchup, you know, always look for high scoring games, especially when you're looking for quarterbacks and uh pretty much anyone in fantasy. So uh check that out. Uh, you know, he could have a decent game and I actually have uh, one of his targets in my lineup later down the road. But my quarterback, I'm gonna ride the Ryan Fitzpatrick train. I like uh, it. Yeah. What is he? Forty nine hundred here or fifty four hundred, I apologize here. On a DraftKings going against Seattle, who is the worst defense, uh, has allowed the most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks thus far this season. Uh, their defense can't stop anyone, and their offense puts up points in a hurry. So uh, the Dolphins will be playing from behind. I think it's confident to say that they will have to put up. Well, they'll have to put up some points to uh, to hang in there. And Fitzpatrick has had back to back twenty four plus point fantasy performances. So I don't see that you know ending here soon. And I think he keeps going. He did it against the Bills. Who have a very good defense, so it wasn't, and then he did against Jacksonville, so it wasn't like he was blowing up bad teams, but uh, gets a bad defense here, so I'm expecting a big game out of the Fitz Magic. Yeah, I mean, you look at Russ and he is cooking, right? So he's he's coming. Russ is coming into this game with a 14% touchdown to pass attempt ratio right now. It's crazy. I don't expect that's going to slow down to start this game. I love this pick. Um, the Seattle defense, and I'll talk about a wide receiver that I'm, I'm going. I guess you call a long shot later on. But the Seattle defense has given up top tw- top 25 wide receiver performance from a fantasy perspective to almost everybody they played this year. They're giving up yards in the passing game. Fitzmagic is going to get it done. He's going to score you some points. I'm streaming them in some redraft leagues. I love it. All right, moving forward into the running acquisition, two running acquisitions. I'll go with my first one here, and then uh, Justin will follow me. We'll flip-flop as you go down here so it's not just first, 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 if that makes sense. So my... This, I guess you can count this up as a lock. Alvin Kamara here, uh, 8,000, so this is a big boy. This is what you're paying up for. But again, the Lions, who have allowed the 30th, uh, or I guess be the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks at this point, or opposing running backs. And we and Alvin Kamara has been a focal point of this of this you know Saints offense. I know Michael Thomas um, has missed games, and that's a big reason why, why uh, the likes of... Um, of uh, Alvin Kamara have has been doing so well, and Michael Thomas will miss this game as well. And we've seen Drew Brees struggle without Michael Thomas. You know, he's been dumping it off a lot to Alvin Kamara in the backfield, so I don't see that stopping here in a PPR, as all DFS formats are PPR. Uh, I have to ride with Alvin Kamara, and I'm locking this guy in as, uh, you know, I guess this would be a lock in our traditional format. Oh, absolutely. I love this pick here. I'll talk about it a little later. Alvin Kamara, I talked about it on the Contributor Podcast on Thursday. If you take away his running back totals for the year, he still comes in as the number four wide receiver in fantasy scoring. It's crazy. He's the number one wide receiver on this team right now. It he he Lock him in for six or seven receptions, and he's going to break one. I love it. All right. And who's your first running back there, Justin? So my first running back, I'm going with Kenyon Drake. So we've probably talked about Kenyon Drake a couple of times with DFS. I think he breaks out this week against Carolina. Carolina has given up 
33 to 35 touchdowns, I think, over the last two seasons to running back, opposing running backs. It's a defense that, that running backs can do really well on. Hopefully, Cliff Kingsbury starts to throw this guy the ball out in some space so you can get some more PPR points, but I expect him to get into the end zone this week. He's coming out of DraftKings at 6000 bucks, so it's not even a huge haul for your roster. Yeah, Kenyon Drake really needs that get-right game, get him involved here, get him a bunch of touches and you know have himself a game. And this is, if you're going to have one going against the Panthers, could really be it. Like you said, they're very poor against the running back, and this uh, Arizona team is rather good, so they should be winning this football game. So, uh, you know, use this to get Drake involved, and I like that a lot. 6000 is very cheap for a running back of uh, you know Drake's abilities, even though this season he's been underperforming. But we'll see what happens uh, uh, this week. Absolutely. So, 4.9 yards a carry, 120, uh, to Carolina's giving up to running backs, 124 yards a game, seven touchdowns. I mean, put them in and lock them there. Yeah, you're going to need that. So uh, who's your second running back there, Justin? So my second running back, I'm going with Miles Gaskin. Oh, okay. $5,000 okay. from the DraftKings. I love, and DFS, I talked about it the first week I was on. You guys um, graciously let me jump in. I love to go after these Vegas high spreads, these total points, and I think this Seattle-Miami game, as we talked about a little earlier, is going to be high scoring. Both those defenses are giving up a lot of points. Miles Gaskin did a lot in the passing game last week in that in that Thursday night clunker where Jacksonville just couldn't didn't have anything for him. He gets in the end zone. He's going to be really good for you. I think he's going to catch passes. So I'm going Miles Gaskin here. Yeah, nothing to debate there. Uh, again, a nice running back on a on a on a good price here on DFS. So uh, you're get, you're not getting anything uh, an argument out of me for that. Uh, but my second running back, I'm going Devin Singletary, Buffalo Bills against Las Vegas Raiders. They have allowed the most fancy points to opposing running backs thus far this season. Uh, Singletary, you know, is kind of in a split backfield here with uh, with Zach Moss. But what I really like about Devin Singletary is his involvement in the passing game. He's seen uh, 15 targets here through the first three games, so there's an average of five per game. He uh, He's doing well with these, uh, averaging you know about 10 yards per reception uh, thus far. So uh, 7 point, no, I apologize, 8.5 actually. So he's uh, doing well there, averaging 4.9 yards per carry as well, getting double-digit carries. And again, this Vegas team is poor against the uh, run, but they're, they're doing okay against the pass. So uh, I think, uh, you know, the Bills... Uh, you know, this offense is super hot. So even if they are putting up points and we see that, uh, you know, Josh Allen is a early MVP, you know, caliber type of player, I guess you could say with the numbers he's been putting up in this Miami or this Buffalo team really going at it. So uh, I see Singletary, you know, again, heavily evolved this week. And this Vegas team is not as bad as people make them out to be. So we can see some points here between the two going on. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of argument with you on this one either. I think, you know, Zach Moss is coming off an injury. I think he gets a questionable tag. I think they're expecting him to play this week, but how much, we don't really know. Singletary showed some wiggle last week when they featured him a little bit. Like you said, he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I love this pick here, especially at his price. All right, all right, all right. So quarterback, running backs down. We'll move on to our three wide receivers. And uh, I'll kick this one off with Odell Beckham Jr., Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, they're going up against you know Dallas. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Every game Dallas is in seems to be high-scoring. Uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, are actually playing decent football, 2-1, and one, uh, after losing their opener there. They are uh, now have wins against Washington and, and uh, Cincinnati in the back-to-back weeks. Not the most impressive Ws, but now Cowboys who are 
what are they one and two and could possibly be, mm-hmm. you know, oh and three if it wasn't for that miraculous comeback from the Atlanta Falcons right. there. Um, so, you know, anyways, uh, Odell has seen, you know, he has, he has seen 22 targets thus far this season. Um, you know, averaging at least seven per game. He has a touchdown. He hasn't broke a hundred yards yet, but this team is getting going. Things are clicking there. They've put up, uh, they put up 34 and 35 points in back-to-back games. I think this is one where he can get, uh, heavily involved and, uh, you know, turn it, not really turn a season around because <clears throat> it's going to be the same there, but you know, this week against the Cowboys, poorest secondary Odell could, uh, you know, feast here with Baker Mayfield, uh, finally getting this team in the right direction. Yeah, I completely agree here, especially with that Dallas defense. I think, you know, Dak Prescott started the year off really, really well. I don't think that Cleveland's going to be able to rely on that run as much. The front seven for Dallas is not very good, but I think this is going to be high scoring where they're going to throw the ball. Dallas has given up 277 a game. They've given up nine passing touchdowns already this year at an eight, eight yards per attempt clip. I like this Odell Beckham pick. If he gets loose, he can get you some big points early. Forgot to mention 5,800 in DraftKings, so under 6K there for a potential, you know, a wide receiver one candidate. I'll take that. Absolutely. I like it. So my first wide receiver I'm going with is Tyler Boyd versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've talked about it plenty of times on our podcast about how this Cincinnati offense is just pass heavy. Joe Burrow is throwing the ball. I think he's starting to really rely on Tyler Boyd, kind of going away from the deep balls that weren't really getting a whole lot of success with A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd across the middle. He's going to feast on this Dallas defense. He's coming off at $6,100 at DraftKings. I think he's going to get you a really good floor from a PPR standpoint. If he gets in the end zone, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, you know, I'm a Tyler Boyd fan. I have him rostered in a lot of redraft leagues. And this Bengals offense is throwing the ball at a very high caliber without involving Joe Mixon at all. So we'll look for that connection there to keep going. And, you know, A.J. Green is – is is he out? I'm not sure if he's out. But, you know, he, he sees the targets. He's just, you know, not running the routes that um, you'd expect out of him. He's seen, uh, let's see, 27-ish, 28-ish targets thus far. Mm-hmm. And, he's only, and he's only caught 11 balls. So you really can't rely on AJ Green there and Tyler Boyd's quickly becoming, you know, the go-to there for Joe Burrow. So I like that pick as well. And uh, yeah, let's move forward here. Second running wide receiver, uh, Justin. So my second wide receiver, and it might even be stealing from you a little bit here. You you kind of uh, put on it with my Matthew Stafford pick, but I'm going Kenny Galladay. Oh, got him on mine too, but he's my flex. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going Kenny Kenny Galladay at 6,000 for DraftKings. Again, we talked about it, that New Orleans defense is really banged up right now. They lost their two top corners. Galladay came out last week, got a touchdown in his first game back. I, I think he gets in the end zone again. He's obviously the number one pass catcher in this offense. This has got, you know, just like that Jacksonville Bengals game, I think these both these games have some sneaky upside from total from a total point standard. So I'm going Kenny Galladay with my second receiver. Yeah, like I just said, he's my flex play this week, so there's no argument out of me there. I'm a big Kenny Galladay fan, mini trons they call him. Um, you know, New Orleans, you know, desperate for uh desperate on the defensive side of the ball. So uh I think Kenny Galladay can have himself a day. Uh but yep, so let's move forward here. My second wide receiver is uh, a pretty common trend here. DK Metcalf. 
pretty much you have to involve some part of the Seattle um, Seahawks offense in your DFS lineups until it cools down if it ever does. Uh, DK has a touchdown in every game thus far, has you know lowest amount of receiving yards in a game was week two with 92. So he's had 95, 92, and 110-yard performances on touchdowns each game. Uh, you know, this is insane, and obviously this pace can't be kept up. I believe it can't. But uh, who knows, 297 yards and three touchdowns through three games and gets another, uh, you know, great matchup here with a Miami defense that, you know, we before we started the season, we we gloated where we talked about this uh, this secondary duo they had where we thought it was probably one of the best in the league. But they've been, you know, exploited several times thus far this season. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, they're going to hold up against uh, Russell Wilson company here. So uh, I guess slot me in DK. Uh, for another week. Yeah, again, I like this pick too. Um, you're looking at Byron Jones is questionable coming into this game. If he plays, how how well you know how healthy real is he really? Uh, Xavier and Howard, you know, they don't really shadow much. They kind of stick to their sides of the field. I think you know we already talked about Russ and his uh, just he's cooking right now. 14% touchdown. You know, there's going to be points scored in this game. DK, uh, you know, I like DK to get in the end zone. He's a good pick here. All right, and my final wide receiver, this is uh, you know kind of risky, but I'm going Hunter Renfro, the Las Vegas Raiders. So he could quietly become, I guess, by default, the wide receiver one for Las Vegas uh, with uh, Brian Edwards out and Ruggs out. Um, so he could see some Tredavious White, which is never a good matchup for a, uh, for a wide receiver, but we did see him get exploited. Who was it? Uh, Devontae Parker went up and put up some good numbers against him uh, in that Miami Bills game. Uh, he hasn't been the cornerback cor- he was last season where he didn't allow a single touchdown. Uh, I think he's already allowed touchdowns thus far this season. Uh, but again, Hunter Renfro is a slot guy, so you're going to put Tredavious White uh, on a slot guy. I don't see that happening. So, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro had a had a quality game last week, saw a ton of targets, and found the end zone um, against the uh, Patriots. Had nine targets for 84 yards and a touchdown. If Vegas is to hang in this game, they need to chip away and march their way down the field. You know, Josh Jacobs will be heavily involved, but without much of a receiving core, the reliable hands of Hunter Renfro could see, you know, 10-plus targets this week, and that's what you love about, uh, you know, a cheap guy here, 4,600 in DFS, getting 10-plus targets as a real possibility is someone you have to include in your lineup, in my opinion. Oh, I love the price here. Um, this Bill's defense is uh, you know, they're pretty solid when you think about Tredavious White. I'm not too afraid of Tredavious White actually following Renfro because I think Renfro is going to run a lot out of the slot, even though he's pretty much the only pass catcher they're going to have this week other than Darren Waller and obviously Josh Jacobs. Um, I think like most teams, just like last week with the Las Vegas Raiders, people are going to try and take away Darren Waller from Carr. So Renfro's a good pick here. Cooper Cup went nine receptions for 107 yards last week from a heavy slot guy right there, 107 yards and a touchdown. I think Renfro maybe, maybe doesn't get to that, but he does give you some good points, especially at that price of 4,600. I'm going to close my wide receivers out here and I'm going a long shot here myself with Isaiah Ford for Miami okay. from for 3,700 from DraftKings. With Seattle giving up 430 passing yards per game, six touchdowns, they're giving up of eight and a half or yeah, eight and a half yards per attempt um, clip here. You know, again, 
we, we've already said it, so we don't have to kind of drill this into you guys. It's it's a high Vegas total. They're going to have to pass the ball. I think Isaiah Ford, you know, Preston Williams isn't doing a whole lot. He has he has got some efficiency catching touchdowns, but I think Isaiah Ford can give you some good reception yardage total. And if he gets in the end zone, it's uh, once again a slam dunk. Yeah, Isaiah Ford is exactly a type of pick that you need to win some money on DFS. If you're playing these big tournaments, you got to find those cheap guys, uh, less owned guys that have a great game to really, you know, boost yourself that, uh, you know, pass those people who don't have Isaiah Ford. That's really what you need and at 3,700. That's exactly what you can get here. And uh, as we talked about it before, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but this game has a lot of scoring possibility. And uh, yeah, he, he could, he could find himself a sneaky touchdown or two. So Absolutely. let's wrap that up. Move on to tight ends. Kick us off here. Uh, Justin, who is your tight end of the week? So I'm taking a shot here on tight end with Evan Ingram at 4,400 bucks with the Giants. Um, Evan Ingram obviously has all the talent in the world. If he stays on the field and he stays healthy, he's done really well. They had a lot of good things coming out of camp with him, running routes, being very explosive. I think – you know, you're looking at somebody that needs to stretch the field. Sterling Shepard, I believe, is still on IR. So really the only person they have as a pass catcher is Slayton, who can, who obviously is going to stretch the field, leave some stuff underneath if they take the, uh, Slayton away um, underneath, or over the top. Uh, Evan Ingram is going to be my pick here, 4,400 with DraftKings. All right. I like that. He was a guy debated as well. Like you said, all the talent in the world. His rookie season was phenomenal and just injury after injury and inconsistent quarterback play and offensive line situations really, you know, derailed his career. But if he gets one going in a game, he's hard to stop. He can put up points in a hurry. But my tight end here is Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys against Cleveland Browns. Like I said, this could see some points as, you know, Cleveland's playing a little better. But Cleveland also can't stop the tight end of save their lives. They have a lot of the third most fancy points to opposing tight ends. Thus far this season, Schultz has been involved heavily. I think week two, he had a fantastic game. Week three, uh, not exactly you know a, a game to write home about, but he has that potential of putting up big, uh, big numbers. You know, this, uh, this, this offense is so full of, of players that, you know, Dalton Schultz gets lost in the shuffle and can quietly have himself a decent game, catching balls underneath or over the middle there from Dak Prescott. But uh, this offense puts up some good numbers. And, uh, again, Dalton Schultz should see some work here. And, uh, again, tight uh, or Browns can't stop the tight end. So uh, I'm taking this pick here. And his price is – my phone just did something weird. All right. The price is 4300 So uh, not exactly, I'd say, cheap on the tight end position, but not expensive either. Yeah, you know, you you said it earlier with Isaiah Ford. These are the type picks that really can win you some win you some money in these tournaments with DFS. Dallas is coming off at forty five plus pass attempts a game. I don't see that changing. I think they'll run the ball some, try to get Zeke going. However, that Cleveland defense does do well from the front seven perspective of keeping the run game a little bit bottled up. I think uh, Schultz is a guy that can get get loose over the middle. And, again, you're chasing touchdowns sometimes with DFS, and I think Schultz has got a really good chance as anybody to get in the end zone this weekend. All right. Uh, perfectly said. I already talked about my flex, so I guess uh, we'll just skip over that and give us your flex, uh, Justin. 
Yeah, so we've already talked about him. I'm actually going Alvin Kamara in my flex at eight thousand. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, we you know we already talked about him, so we don't have to go into it. He's wide receiver one right now, especially with Mike Evan. I mean, sorry, Michael Thomas already being ruled out for this game. I don't see them going away from anything. Mm-hmm. Breeze is not throwing the ball down the field. He's going to check it down. I'm looking for six or seven receptions from Kamara, and he's going to get loose. Awesome. Yeah, we talked about him already. And I have him on my lineup as well. But let's, let's end this podcast with our defense. I'll lead the way here. I'm going Cincinnati Bengals uh, hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2,900. So under that 3K mark for a defense. Um, there's no you know bottom-dwelling defense. I like this. Excuse me, this week. Uh, but Bengals are a, a fair price for a team that uh, you know this Jaguar team just laid an egg on Thursday Night Football last week. Uh, couldn't get anything going. Um, this Bengals defense has some pieces. It's not a good defense at, by all means, but they, uh, they play well. Uh, they, they did good against the Eagles. And then last week, keeping things in check it, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's a team that plays, they, they really need turnovers to really, you know, be effective. They're not going to you know limit someone uh, in terms of scoring low points or anything like that. So, uh, again, Jaguars, uh, you know, make mistakes from the ball, um, Gardner Minshew, you know, still isn't a polished NFL quarterback. So mistakes can be made there throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, with the Bengals throwing the ball so much, they could put up some points and make Jaguar throw from behind. And, you know, the more times Minshew touches the ball, the more mistakes could be happening. Uh, especially, you know, you have a, you have a rookie running, a drafted Frazier rookie running back there in James Robinson, who, you know, we're, we know he's killing it this, this season thus far, but again, uh, could could fumble the ball there, and uh, you know some young pieces, questionable offensive line, a uh, few sacks here or there. But you know this isn't a defense I expect to put up 18 points, but you know could be one that where you can get about eight to ten out of. Well, yeah, and I think you said it right there. I think the one thing that we've seen this year from an NFL perspective is. I, you know, I don't have the exact the exact percentage, but I would almost it feels like seventy five percent of games are going over their projected totals. You know, people are scoring when you're looking at defense from a DFS perspective. You're looking for a hopeful pick here, some sacks there. Um, I would love if Geno Atkins was playing in this game. He is out again, um, so that kind of hurts them a little bit. However, they've done pretty well. They did pretty well against uh, Carson Wentz last week. So, uh, you know, for a long shot here at 2,900, I can't, I can't disagree. And I'm going to close it out here with my defense and I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals at 3,600 in DraftKings against the Carolina Panthers. I don't love taking a DFS defense on the road. However, I think most people got a really good look at what Carolina's trying to do with the underneath routes. I think uh, last week against the Chargers, you're looking at Bridgewater, who probably doesn't turn the ball over too much, but I'm looking for someone like Mike Davis, who's done very well for two weeks, to potentially put the ball on the turf for once this coming week, and I'm taking a shot here at 3,600. Yeah, the Cardinals were actually on my streamable defense of the week uh, series that drops every Tuesday, where I uh, suggest uh, you know streamable defenses that are only less than 4% of ESPN and or Yahoo Leagues. But uh, they were there, and again, this defense has some great pieces on it. Um, you know, you have Carolina, who is struggling as a whole as an offense. Uh, they get to the quarterback. They have some great pass rushers there. Um, you know, they fix their linebacking, it seems. We drafted Isaiah Simmons, and, you know, of course, they have uh, Buda Baker company in the secondary. So uh, nothing to shy away from there. Patrick Peterson, of course, can't forget that guy. But, uh, again, this is a struggling Carolina team. 
and you're taking Arizona who has shown that they are competent and they play good defense. And uh, I, nothing to disagree about here, especially that 3,600 price as well. Yeah. I mean, you saw them last week, you know, they're, they're, in the red zone, they didn't have a high percentage of putting the ball in the end zone. If you're looking at somebody that's probably going to kick a bunch of field goals again, you like that from a defensive perspective. They're not going to take a whole lot of points away from you. So if you get some sacks, maybe get a pick every once in a while from them, they can score you some decent points here and, and kind of make some money for you. Yeah, and that's what you're looking for is to get some pretty much get positive points out of your defense. Like like you said, there's just so much high-scoring affairs going on right now that it's hard to get good value out of a defense. So you're just trying to, you know, stay positive here in DFS and, you know, don't get zero negative points where it really hurts you. But all right, guys, that's it for today's or this week's DFS special We Know Fantasy podcast. Next week, we'll be back with a fantasy mechanic. Nick will be leading the way next week. Uh, get back to our regular, regularly scheduled, uh, you know, type of uh, type of DFS show that you guys have seen through the first Three weeks. This is week four. So this is our fourth episode of the season already. Holy moly. We're blazing through this thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you, yeah. You know what? I just, just kind of plug this in here. Everybody keep your heads up again. We talked about it on the podcast on Thursday. COVID's obviously hitting the NFL for the first time this season. Uh, you know, make your moves. Definitely keep in contact with your commissioners from a redraft perspective, from a DFS. You're just looking for those people that can kind of get out and shine for you. Yeah, make sure you're you're alert to your draft boards or your messages, uh, anything like that, because you know different commissioners are handling this in a different way. We have two games uh, postponed from this weekend, so uh, if you're a fan of either of those two teams or four teams, I apologize. Uh, you know you're not you're not you're not expecting a bye week this early in the season, uh, but you're getting it possibly. We'll see what happens here with the NFL moving forward. But uh, one more time before we leave, Justin, where people find you on social media. Absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets 25. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. Remember, tune in tomorrow morning, uh, twitch.tv slash we know fantasy, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Brian and possibly myself will be live streaming, taking any start sit questions you have, uh, discussing the slate of games ahead of us, and, uh, you know, just having a good time hanging out uh, pregame to, uh, you know, talks of fantasy football. So check that out tomorrow. And my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Until next week, guys, we'll see you.